0: Good morning, I'm the Reverend Jacqueline Sheldon from St. Paul's Episcopal Church at 220 Valley Street in Willimantic, and I'm delighted to be with you on this second Sunday of the Lenten season. I just want to give you a quick reminder that you could go to our website, stpaulswillimantic.org, that's S-T-P-A-U-L-S, willimantic.org, and find all of the Lenten resources and tools uh, to take your daily walk this this season, uh, following our daily devotional practicing forgiveness with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. If you go to the website, what you'll find is first, you'll see, you'll, you'll find a recording of this, um, moment that I'm sharing with you right now. This, this broadcast will be the first thing on the page. And after that, you'll see that you can look at the YouTube video of our song today, which is, uh, called take up your cross and follow me by Morgan heritage And then right below that, just a little bit, is this, our daily devotional that I was telling you about. And all you have to do is put your cursor right on that daily devotional and roll on your mouse wheel, and you'll be able to get right to the daily page that you want to study. So it's a great resource because you can hear this recording again if you want, uh, but you can also hear the song that is being sung today, and you can daily read in the daily reader. So I really want to encourage you to use these tools to have a blessed and holy Lent. Now, with that said, I'd like us to just take a quiet moment, take a deep breath in and let it go. And out of the resources of our daily devotional, I want to share with you a prayer from St. Teresa of Avila. This is what she prayed, and I want you to just take this in as the prayer that you're praying in your soul today. This is the prayer for your soul today. Merciful Jesus, you are my guide, the joy of my heart, the author of my hope, and the object of my love. I come seeking refreshment and peace. Show me your mercy. Relieve my fears and anxieties and grant me a quiet mind and an expectant heart that by the assurance of your presence, I may learn to abide in you, who is my Lord and my God. Amen. Our reading this morning comes from Mark's Gospel, the 8th chapter, verses 31-38, through 38, and I'm reading to you from the First Nations Version. Jesus then began to instruct his followers that the true human being must suffer many things, the councils of elders, the head holy men, and the scroll keepers would turn their faces from him. He would then be killed, and after three days he would return from the world of the dead. He said this openly to his followers. Peter pulled him aside from the others and spoke sharply to him. Jesus turned and looked to his followers and then spoke sharply to Peter out of my way out of my way satan there are not these are not thoughts of the great spirit but of a weak human being he then gathered his followers and the crowd round him and said any who want to walk the road with me must turn away from their own path and carry their own cross as they follow me to the place of ultimate sacrifice the ones who hold on to their lives will not find life, but the ones who are willing to let go of their lives for me and for the good story I bring will find the true life. How will it help you to get everything you want in this world but lose your true life? Is there anything in this world worth trading for it? There are bad-hearted and unfaithful people living today in this generation who are ashamed of me and my message. So when the true human being comes to show the power and shining greatness of his Father, along with his Holy Spirit messengers, he will also be ashamed of these people, the gospel of the Lord. So this morning we have this powerful moment when Jesus uh, tells openly and plainly to his disciples followers what's going to happen to him so what we've already been through in the gospel of mark is we've been through the moment when jesus is transfigured on the mountain and then after jesus is transfigured on the mountain uh we didn't read this in the gospel but the very next thing that happens in mark's gospel is jesus and the disciples are walking along and jesus asks them who do you think i am Who do do people say I am? And they respond to him that he maybe is the prophet Elijah or he's John the Baptist come back to the living. Uh, And then Peter says, you are the son of God. And Jesus turns to Peter and says to Peter, Peter, you know, this is the foundation on which I am building my relationship with everyone. Because you didn't know this on your own. It was God who let you know. And so there's this powerful moment when he says, Peter, you will be the rock. You will be the rock. This is the rock of my foundation. The one who is open to God's power and shining light that they see who I am and the love that I bring. That is the foundation of our journey. And so just imagine this just happened in this story. And then then we have this exchange that happens when after Peter says, you are the son of God, Jesus tells all of them, he says, don't say this to anyone yet. We need to keep this quiet right now. And he begins to explain to them in detail, having this recognition being opened up, what's going to happen. And that's what we have today. We have the story of Jesus plainly and directly telling the disciples what's going to happen, that he's going to be abused, that the leadership is going to reject him, that he's going to be killed, and then he's going to be raised again from the dead. Now, picture this being heard by the disciples, and notice Peter's reaction. Peter reacts with such passion and pain. He pulls Jesus aside. You know, he's been walking with Jesus for three years and he's had plenty of lessons of who's in charge here, but here Peter is leaping in to take charge because he loves Jesus so much and he wants the best for Jesus. And he wants Jesus to stay for a long time to bring about all this beautiful teaching and his healing and bringing all the people that he can closer to God. So when Jesus hears this, he's like, no, this is not going to happen. We're not going to allow this to happen to you. You can't talk like this. And look what Jesus does. First off, notice if it was you and I I guess that we probably would be thinking the same way. Peter's not thinking a like radically wicked thing where we might think that Jesus is calling him Satan. That's not what's happening here, I don't think. I think what's happening is Peter and probably all the disciples are so distressed over what Jesus is saying and they so don't want it. They think, no, we're going to stop this. We can't let this happen. They're saying that with all the goodness and love that they have in their hearts and Jesus, hearing these words from Peter, strongly looks at Peter and and, and he, and he says, get behind me, Satan. Is he saying that to Peter or is he saying that to the tempter? If we think from the beginning of Mark's story, in the beginning of Mark's story, Jesus is with, he first gets baptized and the Holy Spirit comes down on him and he realizes, you know, he hears that he is the son of God and he gets driven into the desert to be tempted by Satan. And Satan does everything he can to tempt tempt him with all the possibilities of worldly power. And, and, and Jesus denies all of them and says, I, I am listening to God, my father, I'm not listening to you. And this is what's going to happen and get away from me. So we see that the tempter wants to come into, you know, any little moment when there might be a distraction, where there might be a good way to pull um, pull, human beings, to pull Jesus away from ultimate and total trust and God's love and God's mercy and God's grace. And so in this statement, I'm wondering if when Jesus says, get thee behind me, Satan, he's recognizing one more time that Satan's wiggling in there, trying to, distract and distort what really needs to happen to bring love into the world. So then when he says to Peter, you know, you're not thinking the way God thinks, you're thinking as basic human thinks. He's saying directly to Peter, Peter, it's not that you don't have a great idea, but your idea is laced in human understanding and not in God's understanding. And imagine if if um, all of the disciples and all the followers of Jesus fought for Jesus's life and tried to protect Jesus, like we'd have a totally different story today, wouldn't we? But what we have is we have a story about picking up our crosses and following and in the story of picking up our crosses and in the power of knowing that love and forgiveness is in the midst of it. I want you to imagine Jesus as Peter is jumping in front of him and trying to take the lead and, and, and Jesus has to rebuke him, that Jesus isn't rebuking Peter with, with harsh anger, but he's, he's got his hand on him lovingly and saying, yo, that's not it. You got it wrong. And in a way, there's forgiveness all laced in that because he's he's not taking it personally. He's not feeling insulted by Peter or yelling at Peter because Peter's trying to take over. He's lovingly and forgivingly seeing the limitation of Peter's thought and correcting him. This is really important for us to understand in forgiveness about how the continuous loving flow of mercy is necessary for us because it's so easy for us to be in human thought, even the highest human thought that turns out not to actually be God's way. And we need to be so attuned to the love of God and God's merciful flow and love for us that that's our carrying the cross is to see the love of God and continually let go of our life and our eyes and to just let those things go so that we can see more and know more and walk in the love of God. That's that's the burden of our cross is to let go of our human ways and continually surrender our, the sacrifice of our way of thinking to say, what is it that you want us to understand, God? So in that idea of this gospel lesson where Jesus is looking to protect us and he's looking to protect Peter. And when he says, listen, you know, there are, there are, you know, if you don't, you have to give up your life. He's making this really important point about letting go of our human understanding over and over and over again through our whole life to let God teach us more in, in whatever we're doing. And when he says the piece at the end, if you, you know, if, if there are people who are, are hard hearted and, and, not good people who reject my way, who are ashamed of me, and I will be ashamed of them when I come with in all my glory with my angels and army. What he's talking, I think, about there, I want to suggest this, he's talking about this idea that, that having that um, rejection, overall rejection of the love and the mercy and the kindness that Jesus brings the message that he brings, having a total rejection of that. There can't be any other uh, way of Jesus looking at those people like they just couldn't get the message. They couldn't get the message and they just continued to reject and, and, and deny the love and the flow that could come to them. That's a shame. That's a pity that that's so. So imagine that Jesus is saying that he's saying, don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed of what you see as my way of love. Be open to it. Let yourself be in the flow of healing. Let yourself be transformed into light and joy and glory that when I come, I see the shining light of love in you that I brought myself. So with that being said, I just want to uh, suggest a, a couple of things here that that what we need to No. And I love these. I want to read this little quote to you from, uh, the, the Reverend, uh, Lisa, uh, Sutern, who, uh, writes the reflection for today in, uh, the daily devotional. She says, um, she says that, uh, Forgiveness is not a transaction, but a perpetual invitation to trust the sufficient provision of our body for the for our bodies and souls, and God's abiding love for all creation. An invitation to spiritually come alive. So, what Jesus is talking about, what we're talking about today in forgiveness, is letting go. That's what the week's theme is all about: letting go. Of what we think in order to follow the way of love, trusting that there's such a forgiveness and such a mercy and such a compassion constantly flowing for us that we can be in that river of love. We can be in that river of of forgiveness. We just need to let go of our way to hold on to God's way. So I want you to think about that today, and as you read the daily devotional, listen closely to what it means for us to let go of what we think in order to let learn about what God wants us to know at every turn of our lives so that we can be spiritually alive, and enjoy our song today about picking up our cross.
1: much louder than a rolling thunder, then this presence causing the earth to tremble, standing in his glory.